T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Portland, if you've ever wondered... Where to get your blazers, ducks, and bees? It's right here on the airwaves of 1080. 1080 to fan with Danny and Dusty. It's Danny and Dusty and Rust from noon till 3. All right, our number two, Danny and Dusty with you. Coming up uh, this hour, we will have our worst day on the web. A little bit more blazer chatter, too, because um, it's pretty impressive what two guys did this month, considering how it ended for the blazer last month. It is December. It is officially December. The NBA has just announced the uh, Western and Eastern Conference Players of the Month. Uh, no surprise, uh, as Devin Booker and Jason Tatum have been tremendous yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, this yeah, month. Yeah. Uh, but both Jeremy Grant and Anthony Simons both finish as final nominees for Player of the Month. Simons finishes with 25-5-3 on 43-38-88 splits. While Jeremy Grant finishes just behind him and scoring at 24.9 with 4.4 boards, 2.9 assists, a steal, and a block while shooting uh, 48-50-79. Uh, and that is with the Blazers the back half of that month. They went 5-10 in the month. Yeah, yes, with, <laughs> but they went 2-8 and eight. The final half of, yes. of the month, but five and ten in the month of November. Yep, rough. Not not very good. Not great, Bob. Not not very good at all. Uh, but uh, shows you how well those two played. Those um, two have been tremendous over that stretch. Honestly, they're they're both putting up all star caliber production right now. It will be very interesting to see how it all plays out when Lillard gets back because this is still the you had a feeling out process. Then Dame got hurt. Then Dame came back. Then Dame got hurt. They're going to have to feel out their roles again. Yes. Once Lillard does come back. And if that is this Saturday, um, which, call me crazy, I don't think that that is probably going to happen, um, even though Chris Haynes said it on Tuesday night. Listen, I, I, lo- I love Chris, but he also said that Gary Payton will be back on November 15th. Yeah. But I have a feeling like Damian Lillard told him on Saturday. But yes. that also could be Damian trying to say, "Hey, him. man, yeah, I want to come back. I want to play. I feel like I'm ready to play because he is a competitor and um, he wants to be out, out there and be on the floor and just kind of trying to plant that seed. If anything, though, what that report tells us is that if Lillard is that close to wanting to come back and play, he is going to be close to return soon and return to action soon. They just have got to make sure." 
he is 100% because we're already seeing that that is an injury that lingers and you do not want to have this injury linger any longer. No, and it's already in, impacted two different areas of his calf. Yeah. So, all right. Well, best of luck on that one. Look, this is exactly where the Blazers are though. The injuries that we talked about, we had what we listed five when we were talking about the Blazers. Yes. None of them are injuries that are going to be like remedied anytime soon. soon In that they all have a very high, um, a a very high chance of re-injuring and lingering throughout the entire course of the season. They need to get healthy. They need the All Star break now. Is what they need. Well, that ain't gonna happen. Nope, it's not gonna be for another two months. But and that's where this rotation is so. I mean, it's in it's in such a rough place because of those five guys that are hurt. You're you came into this year saying that's who they're going to lean on. That's who they need the most. And you don't have them. And you won't, you won't have them at nearly a hundred percent anytime, anytime in the near future. Like you said, they need the all-star break and they need it. Now the closest thing they have is they have a, they got three day break coming up. They got a couple of those in a, coming in up in a week. And, yeah. And they listen, like Josh Hart is going to deal with this ankle until the all-star break. This is a woosah. Yeah. Relax. Well, but here's the thing about Hart is that, if Lillard comes back and Maybe they get back on the him. right on the right track, yeah. and he is looking like he's going to be there for a while and not re-aggravate this calf again, you can sit Josh Hart for an extended rest. You set him for a week or two, and see if you can get it right. If not, though, you're hosed because yeah, they're you're, thin. You're just going to play shorthanded. At that Keon point. Johnson, when's he going to come back? Going to give me another couple weeks. All right, we still haven't gotten an update, even though they said in two weeks we'd hear on uh, Gary Payton. Gary Payton, he put the headset on last night, yeah. and they kept. He trying was to, awesome. He that was, was awesome. Yeah, no, give Gary a headset at all times. That was great. And Dame the other night on the on the TNT broadcast yeah. broadcast was awesome. Like this is one of the things that I think we really underappreciate is that the players of the Portland Trailblazers. Are so articulate. Yes, they, they well. and they get it. Like Jeremy Grant is as well. He keeps his answers short, but he's he keeps them short, but he gets it. Yep. You know, Anthony Simons is starting to come out of his shell yep. a little bit more. But you got guys like Josh Hart, obviously Dame Justice, Gary Payton. Justice yep. is a great interview as well. Like there are guys that when they open up, you see their personality as well, and you could see that. This that's the exciting part to me. Yeah, it's like with this team and this roster, is that like it's fun, dudes. All right, now all you guys actually get on the court together, so we can we can see it. What's funny? What was funny about that interview last night is I don't think Shaden understand truly what was going on, and so you had Shaden that was just like staring at Gary Payton like a pigeon, like <laughs> his head turned sideways, uh-huh. like huh? And it, it like it finally dawned on him what was happening because Gary kind of like tapped his yeah. hand away, like I'm trying to do something here, man. Leave me alone. Um. Also on Shaden, Shaden was also nominated for uh, Western Conference Rookie of the Month. Oh. Jalen Williams, one of the Jalen Williamses from Oklahoma City ended up winning. Yeah, he had a... He had a good month. He had a good month, but he had a rough stretch there. Oh, I was talking about Jalen, but yes. Uh, Shaden finishes oh. the, the, the month uh, averaging uh, eight points, one assist, and two rebounds. Uh, but, forgive uh, me, I'm not up on my Jalen Williams okay. stats. But he, uh, his overall shooting numbers ended up being okay. 48% from the field, 37% from three, 64% from the free throw line. But And a hellacious dunk to end the month. Yep, capped yeah. off the month with, and listen, he had a couple of moments that were truly incredible. A couple of moments that were just truly incredible that make you yeah. very, very excited for the future in his game. Ah, oh, man. All right. All right. All right.
Okay, uh, now let's get into it. Um, receiver. We all know receiver is, is top-heavy in the National Football League right now. There is a lot of young talent on that side of the, uh, on that side of the ball. Are corners keeping pace? Danny and Dusty on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The fan. All right, ESPN released their 25 under 25, the best players in the National Football League under the age of 25. And it, re- I mean, it really stood out to me is that we are seeing some of the best wide receiver play in the history of the NFL across the board. I mean, how many great receivers do we have? both young and old in the league right now. I mean, it it is truly incredible how many great players there are. But on this list, the young wide receivers, they really make up all of, like, five, I think they have five of the 25 are wide receivers under the age of 25. Number one player, by the way, on this list is Micah Parsons, which that goes without saying, and I can't believe he's only 23 years old. that, that, That does feel weird. It's insanity. Yeah. Um, but Micah Parsons being number one, he's followed by uh, two receivers where you're splitting hairs on both of them uh, in Justin Jefferson at two and Jamar Chase at number three. You, it's the you can't go wrong category. You really can't. You really can't. Um, and as you go down, we'll just round out the top five because number five is of note here locally. Uh, number four is Tristan Wirfs, uh, the Buccaneers left tackle, who's going to be out for a couple of weeks because – uh, did you see the play that he got hurt on? Yes. Where Not dude great. went airborne and then yeah. got chucked and landed on his right ankle? On yeah. Oh, that's gross. Thankfully, it was the ankle and not the knee, because normally when somebody goes yeah. airborne like that and gets thrown, Damn. they go into the back of the knee, and it's like, oh, cool, there goes his next year. Um, number twenty or number five on this list is 24-year-old Justin Herbert. I cannot believe Justin Herbert is only 25 years old. 24. 24 years old, yeah. sorry. I can't believe that he's 24. That doesn't check out. Like, he's not even in his prime yet. No, and how damn good he is so far. Pretty uh, impressive. We had this stat earlier in the week, but he's like 300 yards away from passing Andrew Luck for the most passing yards through the first three seasons of his NFL career. He's barely halfway through season number uh, season number three, he's not, and he's almost there to passing Andrew Luck for the most yards passed in his first three years. So that is your top five. Uh, two of the top five are wide receivers in, in Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. But as you go down, 
Another guy that you sit there and you go, can't believe he's he's only uh, 24. DK Metcalf of the Seahawks is in at 13. He is the exact same age as Jalen Waddle, Miami Dolphins uh, <laughs> wide out. Who that doesn't seem. DK has been in the league forever now. It seems he was in his fourth year, uh, and Jalen Waddle's just entering the league. So those two go thirteen fourteen. That le- that pushes us up to four, and then you have CD Lamb in at nineteen. He is the twenty three years old at, with CD Lamb, and I look at those five guys and I say, man, that wide receiver position is so loaded. It's in it's in good hands, so to speak. But the the big question is. Are they going to be keeping up on the other side of the ball? And that was the interesting part for me when you look at this list is the defensive backs, the corners especially, because as everything is geared towards the offense, receivers are shining. I came out of this going, my goodness, we just need some guys on some new teams. There is a lot of great young talent at corner. You look up and down the board. I, I, I maybe disagree with some of the, the placements, like a Trevon Diggs, mm. who does generate a lot of interceptions, but my God, does he get burned? Or tutties. <laughs> uh, that's, that's about as feast, as, famine as it, feast or famine as it gets. Um, but you've got a, a Pat Sertan up there who yep. is anchoring a Broncos defense. Sertan might be the best corner in football in year two? He may be, man. Like, and this, this isn't even like a top 25 of under 25 list. Sertan might be the best corner in football. Well, I mean, there may be also a, an argument for a rookie who's on this list, too. And Sertan mm-hmm. comes in at eight, and, yes. and he is uh, still a puppy at 22 years old. But as you scroll down, there's four corners, Sertan the highest at eight, mm-hmm. um, but and Trayvon Diggs at 15, which you said is 20. kind of a roller coaster. Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner may be that guy who pushes yes. for being the best, but AJ Terrell also the Atlanta Falcons get mm-hmm. that guy a new team, and so anybody knows who the hell he is, and he shines. But that defense uh, that you're talking about with Denver with Patrick Sertan, um, I saw it. What was the stat? If if the like somebody ran the analytics on it, if the uh, if the Denver Broncos were only to score 18.5 points per game, like mm-hmm. if that was their average points per game, if you plug it in, they would have one loss this year. <laughs> My God. <laughs> because they every game that they lose, it because if you the say 18, is so good. If you say 18.5, that means you're taking away and limiting other possessions from other teams sure. at some point during the game. Yeah. So if you look at all their games, like they're losing, you know, 23 to 10, 22 16, 17 10, 16 to 9. You're basically knocking 16. five points off your defense and they, adding five points on your offense. They've lost 12 to 9. Like, I mean, they're yeah. just losing these games in the most pitiful ways. In ways when your defense can't play any better. Uh, but the one lot, the one game that would still remain a loss for them, their loss at the Raiders. There you go. 32 23. That one would not have been affected. Uh, of note, uh, just missing the cut, another rookie, and who would probably be the rookie defensive player of the year, uh, if not for Sauce Gardner in uh, Tariq Wool in Seattle. And and so that is that's a really interesting thing though, is to look at if if we still and the influx of receivers is just starting. Mm-hmm. Look at the guys who are going to be entering the league next year. Whether it is you know Addison out of USC, Marvin Harrison, you got Mer- that's in a couple of years. Like you have got, you have got some dudes that are coming out of college football and into the NFL. 
will the defense be able to keep pace with it? Because we're seeing quarterback play from top to bottom is, is outstanding. we got a lot of young, great young quarterbacks. The rules are all skewing so far towards the yeah, offense. It is hard to be on an island and to take that abuse in the NFL. Keely Ringo and, and Clark Phillips third. Or, you know, those, Christian Gonzalez, those too. Those th- kind of three guys up should be on this list. And those those three guys, all, all two of them, uh, Pac-12 guys, mm-hmm. by the way, and the third, Keely Ringo, is from Arizona. <laughs> West Coast still Doing has, pretty good out there. has good corners. Like, if those guys do come up and we do see this influx, it's got to be on the defensive side as well. And we don't get enough, like, we, we rarely give enough credit to how good the defenses are. And scoring being down in the NFL... It is, and we've talked about this all throughout the season. There's been some dynamite influx of defensive talent as as they've tried to adjust to the new rules and the rule changes, and it does take some time, man. It takes a lot of time to kind of get used to it, and we're kind of seeing that, you know, we're seeing the defense kind of revert, adapt, and adjust, and we have some really good defenses in the NFL. Denver's one of them, man. Yeah, and a lot of this has to do with... The Jets are another one. You're, you're turning... Teams defensively are turning more into cover two teams. Cover yeah. three teams. They're they're going away from so much man and, and making teams that... They, they're taking all these pass-blocking teams and saying, try to run the ball. Yeah. Because we're, we're going we're gonna to drop eight in coverage and we're not going <laughs> to let you throw anymore. And you're seeing this more and more and more. And so does that turn into the pass rusher? Does it turn into the nose tackle kind of like kind of becoming viable? Because everything go, is everything cyclical. Yeah. And does the defense eventually get to the point where you take away this crazy intrinsic value that wide receivers have spiked over the last five years? Yep. Absolutely. Well, another name that, that that didn't get thrown in here that really should have, and on in my opinion, should have been above uh, quite a few other guys is uh, Monroe St. Brown. Yeah, Amon Ross St. Brown, it, it, absolutely. Like, T. Absolute Higgins was a, dude. He was on the honorable mention in this list as well as T. Higgins with the with Jamar Chase being out. He is that dude turning and into that guy. He is yeah. he is as advertised. And when Jamar Chase gets back, I mean, I love the. Did you hear Joe Burrow's quote um, over the weekend mm-hmm. after they they asked him about because his production is still through the roof, yeah. uh, even without even without Jamar Chase, and they asked him like, "Are you surprised by?" you know, how you've been playing. And he said something along the lines of, I am who I thought I was. <laughs> he did the Denny Green. Yes! But, like, that... Who you think you are, I am! But that is, like, <laughs> he has got so much swag, it's oozing out of him. Well, guess what? He's also got some playmakers on the Absolute outside. Absolute dudes on, <laughs> on all over. Yeah. And so, T. Higgins is a big reason, is a big reason why uh, for that. Uh, uh some guys that were honorable mention, former Oregon safety Javon Holland mm-hmm. uh, was honorable mention on this list, as was Trevor Lawrence, which I thought that was pretty interesting that Trevor Lawrence was um, on the honorable mention while number 21 was Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Yeah, I was not a, a fan of Fields over Trevor Lawrence in <laughs> any way, shape, matter, or form. <laughs> Listen, Justin Fields is exciting. He's electric. He runs the ball really well. Uh, even with the insanity of the Urban Meyer year, give me Trevor Lawrence now. Give me Trevor Lawrence tomorrow. Give me Trevor Lawrence forever yep. over Justin Fields. Yep. 
Um, but it is because I think that this list was probably made right before Trevor Lawrence had his insane aha moment. Yeah, coming out party of, oh yeah, I'm actually this dude. Yeah. Um, other other people have no uh, Penny Sewell, right tackle. He's mm-hmm. only 22. Remember how much of a baby he was? He was 17 year old starting in the Pac-12. Insane. Um, also a complete freak. And he is a he is a tack. He's a right tackle in the NFL. Dude was a left tackle his entire life. That's a bigger change than I think people give it credit for. Um, but he he's on there up there and uh, at 22. So well represented. Uh, throughout the Northwest is with, as you mentioned, Tariq Woolen on the honorable mention, Javon Holland. DK Metcalf is at 13. Can't believe he's only 24 years old. Uh, and then you have... Also, feels like Devin White has been in the league forever already, and he was another guy who was just on the outside looking at From him. Tampa? Yeah. Wow. Well, he's, yeah, and he's been hurt. Like he, Yeah, his body's been beaten up like he's an old-timer. The, the, the one player on here, when you're talking about getting a player to a different team mm. that nobody knows about, without looking... How many career sacks do you think Brian Burns has already? Oh, in Carolina? Yes. That's the one guy that they said they're not going to be willing to to, to change or trade. Because there, there was some thoughts about him being traded, and I I didn't realize he was still only 24. Boy. It blew my mind. How the hell is he 24? Does he have, like, 30 sacks? 35 and a half. You're kidding. No. What the hell? Get him out of Carolina. <laughs> I went high. Good I went, I went high God. with 30. I went high with 30. He has 35 and a half sacks, 152 pressures, and seven forced fumbles. He's a dude, man. My a dude. God. And they, there are guys like that across the NFL that you just don't even realize. You don't even realize. Like, I would have thought he was like 27, 28. What, what I find uh, interesting about this list, too, Herbert's at five. The other quarterbacks on the list. Hurts is at nine. Hurt, Jalen Hurts, nine. Tua ten. at ten. And then you got to scroll on down uh, to get to you, um, Fields. Justin Fields. Of those three, rank the three though, because I know where you have Fields, distant four. Yeah, the top three. I think you go Herbert one, yeah. but having Hertz at nine and Tua at ten, I thought that was the interesting part about that. Because I probably would have bumped both those guys up a bit. I'll bet you Emmanuel Acho thinks that uh, Tua should be up higher. Emmanuel Acho Herbert hates Justin Herbert. It's an interesting it listen man Ocho's a Texas guy right so yeah. there's, there's, no, there's no like Oregon Texas beef right no he just loves Tua which I was that because you know did the show with Joy and Joy's a big Dolphins fan like I, I have no idea like I'm just trying to you know she's a Steelers fan yeah I have I have I'm, I'm not trying to find like the reasoning for this I can't and I can't find it well I think I think his whole beef is that in rightfully so Tua got a raw deal and which he, he did, but he also calls Justin Herbert a social media quarterback. Yeah, which, which is, is insane because he hides from media at all times. Fact, it is factually incorrect what he is saying <laughs> because Justin Herbert like had his twelfth or twelfth game winning drive mm-hmm. last week. Like that is not a social media quarterback. That is no. a guy. That is a dude. That is putting his finger in the dam of the L.A. Chargers as it's <laughs> bursting water. He's got one finger in one hole, one finger in another, yeah. he's got one toe over here. Like uh, guys, I'm running out of places he's to Chevy put these. Chevy chasing it from Vegas vacation where he's putting <laughs> gum. <laughs> he's he's trying to hold up this damn Hoover Dam. And there's only so much the guy can do when his best targets are always hurt as well. Yeah. I mean, 
heaven forbid he get a game with both his wide receivers healthy. Oh man. And I think that that may be it, but like if you're going on, if it's because you think Tua has gotten a raw deal and they were the same draft, what about Herbert's pre-draft evaluation where everybody knocked him for being an introvert who couldn't lead yeah. And every now everybody in the NFL is looking that saying that is absolute BS. Literally the, the now he might be a bit of an introvert, sure. Which fine, but Duke can lead. Yeah, guys out there slinging it with you know his rib meat turned sideways. He is twenty four years old, has a five thousand yard passing season and an eighty eight to thirty two touchdown to interception ratio over his career. That's good. How about that? Yeah, but if you're talking about ranking these guys, uh, I'm gonna go Herbert one. Yeah, Hurts two. Oh, and two or three, two or three, wow. and then and then uh, Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence and, then, and, and then and then Justin Fields deep way down there, Justin Fields. <laughs> I probably I I mean I think two I think two is number two in this. That's fine. I, I, I do. I, yeah, I think you can see it either way. Like yeah. Hertz has just been. There's something about him being a winner, and the fact that I thought that perhaps that Hertz wasn't going to be a guy. Yeah. Maybe and he is, and he's yeah. and he's just getting it done, <sighs> and he's he's getting it done in a way that's just kind of like okay, this is impressive. Yeah. Tua is kind of in the same vein, but I look at those weapons and I go, okay, yeah. What what, what I can see why you're good. I, there's a part of this that I think Hurts could be a good quarterback in just about any system. I think he's he's got the arm, he's got the talent, he's got the accuracy. Which I didn't think was going to be there. He, he's developed that. He's shown that with Tua, and I don't. I don't want to take away from him. He's the he's the best RPO quarterback in the NFL. No doubt about it. Until, because he can throw further than Justin Fields. <laughs> <laughs> Until Caleb Williams gets there next, after next year, his ability to make that read and be on the money. And put his playmakers in the best positions over and over and over again. That is what yeah. Mike McDaniel's has done with him to make him that dude. I think Patrick Mahomes is may have him in that. I think Patrick Mahomes is the RPO game where he does that long ride and then he just does his no look. The difference passes. is two was I think a, the, better in the run game, and it's more ba- it's more of the of what the Miami Dolphins and the Eagles yes. do. Yeah. All right. Golly. Yeah, I think. Uh, all of these quarterbacks would love to throw to Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell, have uh, Mike uh, Gesecki be yeah. their tight end, Jeff Wilson coming out of the backfield with Raheem Mostert. Yeah, pretty pretty decent set of weapons. Not too bad. No, not and it's not like bad. the Eagles are lacking, but I think that's the the, the no, separate AJ Brown. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a separator between the two is like the difference in weapons. You know what all those quarterbacks have? What's that? They have the ability to win over their locker room. Yeah, hundred percent. Which is what one guy does not. Mm. Mm, it's a worst day on the web again for him. Mm. Here's Rust with Sports Center. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out of market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi view mode and catch up with in game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre and post game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
time for today's worst day on the web with Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. I am not going to be telling you about the who gets the worst day on the web because I will allow Patrick Peterson and Brian <laughs> McFadden from the All Things Covered podcast tell you about the person having the worst day on the web because it's not getting any better as the day goes on for Arizona Cardinals quarterback. Yeah, you think Cliff Kingsbury may be the scapegoat in regards to their struggles? Ain't no man. He will. He will be. Yeah, yeah he will be. Uh-huh. He will be. And the crazy thing about it, the guy who hired him will still have a job. Yep. It's, it's, it sounds about right. I, I Initially, I was thinking that they probably would stick with him because of the contractual agreement he has. But now just seeing how bad they've been. And then man, they start fired court. a coach after, after, after a season, man. Yeah. And he signed, he signed that extension last March. But see, just verbally now, vocally, Kyler Murray is talking about, and, and I don't like how he's doing that. I think he should keep some things privately. But it tells me he doesn't care about the head coach, his head coach. And he's putting everything on the head coach, basically saying Kyler Murray don't care about nobody but Kyler Murray. <laughs> That's just a matter of the fact. Well, well, yeah, well, I, I got it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, hey, I can't, I can't argue. <laughs> I don't know him personally. You played with him for a few years, so I got to take your word for it. Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden talking on the All Things Covered podcast. I mean, that is a former teammate going at. Kyler Murray by saying Kyler only cares about Kyler. Former All-Pro. Yep. Carries a lot of cachet. Still plays in the league, too. Playing yep. for the Minnesota Vikings. And playing really well. Um, this led to a flurry of social media action, including Whee! from Kyler Murray, who took time out of his day from playing Call of Duty, mm. to tweet out, this isn't true. You want some weird S at P2. Right to Patrick Peterson. Uh, you got my number. If you really felt like this as a big bro or a mentor, you're supposed to call me and tell me, not drag me so your podcast can grow, which is that's a pretty good comeback. It's not bad. That is pretty good. Yeah. Until you get this from Patrick Peterson today at Vikings um, practice. This front comes via Kevin Seifert of ESPN. Um, Murray tweeted last night that Peterson has his number and should reach out. Peterson did, in fact, not have Murray's number but got it from an ex-teammate. He texted Murray, no reply, looks forward to talking, full quotes in a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's almost like maybe Kyler Murray didn't do his homework. Where have I heard this one before? Oh, man. now You left the guy on red. now, Now, here's the great part about this. You would think that there'd be like a staunch defense of Kyler Murray. And now this has this is the ultimate subtweet here, but DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> tweeted out don't kick a man when he's already down. That is Kyler Murray's best receiver. Basically saying Patrick Peterson like Kyler's already down. Now you're kicking just, him while he's down. That's just, not defending your quarterback. Just throw the damn towel. <laughs> I mean we had uh, <laughs> that is brutal. Michael Lombardi was on yesterday was with with Colin, right? Yeah, and uh, we both looked at each other and went, "Man, Michael Lombardi does not like Kyler Murray." And it was just 
you started you, you started thinking about it. Yeah. There was nobody in the locker room goes to bat for him. They put this clause in his contract to publicly drag him. Yes. Because that was always the point, was like they, they wanted this out there. Somebody wanted it out there. Yeah. Because eventually that contract was always going to leak, and that clause, somebody's going to scan through it, and they're going to find it. For sure. You have people openly questioning the relationship between him and his coach. You have people openly questioning why the hell the Cardinals gave Murray this deal when he still had, what, two years left on his current deal? Mm-hmm. There was no reason to guarantee any of the money. Yeah. And it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and you're looking at this and you're wondering, who's stuck with a bigger disaster right now? The Denver Broncos or the Arizona Cardinals? Or the New York Giant Jets? Yeah, they haven't paid him yet. <laughs> That's uh, the, the one thing is they haven't paid Wilson it yet. Is, it, it is Denver. Denver has got the biggest issue. That's two hundred fifty million guaranteed. Two hundred fifty million, and a hundred million dollars in dead cap. Yeah, if they want to move off, maybe they should just trade for each other. Send Kyler up to Denver, Russ down to Arizona. Meanwhile, DeAndre Hopkins is like, "Nah, dog, just... I'm, I'm good. I'm good." <laughs> Rid yourselves of your of the issues that have that that are at hand here. Like this is this is spiraling pretty quickly and. Like, we were talking about this with Russell Wilson. Actually, I have this question for you. Like, Kyler Murray always had kind of that cloud above him. Like, even out of high school in his recruitment. Oh, it's insane. And then going to A&M and then transferring to Oklahoma and having a good year and then, boom, capitalizing on that. He always had a kind of a cloud around him. Russell Wilson did not have that cloud around him until he got to Denver, and I think that's like... No, he had to work work his way to that cloud. Which fall from grace is is larger? Okay, I want you to think about this. Mm-hmm. We'll, when we come back, I want you to answer. Russell Wilson or Dabo Swinney? Because <laughs> <laughs> Dabo's going through it too right now. Danny Dusty on the fan. On the Odyssey app and 1080, the fan. Okay. Russell Wilson, Dabo Swinney. Both those guys, squeaky clean images, seem to be very liked and well regarded. Shine has come off of them in the last 12 months faster than anybody that I can remember that does not have like a massive. I don't know, cancelable, cancelable offense, or some kind of injury, or like yeah, something. Their, something. Their fall from grace has yeah. just been incredible. Just being a douche canoe. Uh, yes, but people were like, "Has he always been like this?" Yes, yes, yes was the answer. Both of them have always been like Church this. Canoe. There you go. Uh, that's right, uh, For me, this is a pretty, actually, a pretty easy answer. Huh? I'm gonna go with Russ. Russ. And you know why? Huh? Nobody was ever saying let, let Dabo cook. Yeah. Well, Dabo was just like full of energy. How cool is Dabo Swinney? Relates to the players. They got a. Do you know they got a slide in a bowling alley in their facility? Yeah. Dagum, Dabo. Dagum. And I've always like Dabo's just always made me cringe. Sure. Um, and the hypocrisy of him has always stuck out to me. The uh, I'm going to leave if players well, get paid. Yeah. And, well, yeah. he he said that you know the the one thing that. Um, 
you know, the game's not about money as you're getting paid over $9 million a year. And the day that kids get paid is the day that I got to find a new job. We'll get to get a new job, Dabo. And it seems very suspicious he is not looking for new work right now, seeing as players all around are getting paid. And they're going to dip into that NIL just as much as anybody else does. But it seems like uh, people have, have started to come at Dabo more and more and more, especially uh, everything is fine when you're winning. You know, and that's the thing. That's the thing about sports is everything is okay, and everybody will buy whatever you're selling as long as you win. And you're not wrong. Those two aren't winning at the level that they're at. Nobody wants to buy what they're selling. No, um, I think with Dabo, there's there's ways around that. With Russ, there's no there's no way around it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he's if he's fried, he's fried. There you go. Like there's 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 no like redemptive quality there. With Dabo, like he can he can pivot. He can line some pockets and get yeah, right back into exactly. it. Exactly. The, the, the fix is not that hard. With Russ, he's he looks fried. Mm. Like there's, what do you do with a fried quarterback? You you know move him into the offensive coordinator role? Like I mean, no, there's, not for two hundred and fifty million. That's what I mean. Like there's there's like there's nothing there. Yeah. And that's what you look at that and you go, and a year ago, a year ago, we're talking about let let Russ cook. We are a year removed from, yeah, see? And it was, like, was it week 13 that Pete dialed it back in? I would like to just say I've never been a big Let Russ Cook fan. No, you <laughs> I always thought it would backfire. I mean, my, my allegiance is lie with Pete. I'm just, let's keep it 100. Um, but beyond that, wasn't it week 13 where Pete was like, yeah. nah, enough of this. Yeah, we're going to go back to what we know. We're not winning. Yeah. And then didn't they rattle off a bunch of wins? Yes, they did. It's almost like weird. Maybe you should go that way. And again, Hackett should get part of the blame here. They're, they're definitely, mm. like how he hasn't been fired is beyond me. Um, but Russ looks like he can't even complete a pass. Yeah, his uh, this is like the yips level of stuff. Like I joked about that a couple weeks ago, but I'm starting to wonder if this this isn't like a Ricky and Keel kind of thing. No, nah, I think what he is feeling pressure. I think there is some an element of that. But this is never who Russ Russell Wilson always tried to be somebody that he was not. And I think it goes to show you, he went through three coordinators in Seattle. I mean, and all, not, everybody's like, well, the Seattle just doesn't have a quick passing game. No, they didn't. They had coordinators that were competent, so they didn't have Russell Wilson do something that he is not built to do, which is have a quick-release passing game. He can't do it. He cannot do it. And I think you're seeing this year with Geno Smith and Shane Waldron, how good of a coach Shane Waldron is, mm-hmm. and the schemes that he can dial up for the talent that is at their disposal. I mean, everybody wanted to criticize Brian. Brian Schottenheimer was not a bad coordinator. No, man. And turns out he knew what the hell he was doing. Shotty, yeah, and weird. It, it was there was always a little bit of a reluctance um, on the end, on the side of Russell Wilson to buy in, and now you're seeing it in full force in Denver, where they said, "Hey, man, you know we got this is the system you want. This is kind of the coach and in style you want to play. Let's go." And you just can't do it. And on top of that, you have the mental aspect of it, and the fact that he could he does not have the mobility that he had early in his career, and it's adaptability to scheme. Doesn't have it. No, like again, that that adaptability I think is the big key yeah. here, and that's which which is why for me this was an easy decision between Russ and Dabo. Yeah. Dabo has the ability to adapt still, like <laughs> Russ. Uh, the only quarterback I've seen who had a fundamental change in everything that they were, also hilariously a Broncos quarterback, was when Peyton Manning's arm fell off. 
you know, from his neck injury. They found a way around that because Peyton Manning's cerebral ability was able to still figure that stuff out. And who he was at his core was a quick game, get the ball out. An adaptable guy. Like, you, you could well, kind of figure that out. Yeah. Russ does, does, like, he wants to hold on to the bleeping ball. But he can't hold on to the ball because he can't keep a play alive, and he's not able to put the ball where he needs to anymore. Can't do it, won't do it. And so you look at this, man. I mean, this is this is not like tying one of those little, like, tiny anchors around his ankle and throwing him overboard. This is like tying one of those battleship anchors around his body and throwing the entire franchise overboard. Yikes. The, the, once you release that thing, until it hits the floor, there's no fixing it. All right. Uh, coming up, hour number three, we will have uh, George Klyovkov, year two of being the commish. He is on the cusp of getting a team back into the college football playoff if USC doesn't blow it. Um, wow. And he's he may be making changes across the board for the world of college football, um, not just the twelve team playoff, which we will discuss a little bit as well. He's got a big he's got a big move that has something to do with our next segment. Let's get picky, folks. We're going against the spread. Danny and Dusty on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.